1: Each episode,
0: we answer one
1: personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial
0: life. Hello, James. Hi, Scott. What do we get to geek out on today? What's the question?
1: Ooh, uh, the question today is twofold. One, what is my credit score? And two, why does it matter? Mm, It's a good question. Let's reverse
0: that. Let's, Let's why does it matter, and what is it? Maybe we should focus on that way. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. We can we can talk about that. Why Why does it matter, James? What do you think? Uh, it matters because when you go to apply for something, if you want to
1: borrow money from someone, mm-hmm. they have to have some idea of is this person going to pay me my money back? Yes. The bank wants to know if I'm going to lend money to Scott Frank or to James Canole or to whoever it is, uh, is that person going to give me my money back? Yeah. And now they probably don't actually have a relationship with you and know nothing about you. Mm-hmm. So a credit score is kind of an easy way for them to say, is this person likely to pay me back on time based upon uh, past loan history?
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's it. Um, and it matters because, you know, the with court, with bonds, and we talked about bonds in the past, right? You can go loan, you can go borrow money. The government can borrow money from markets. Um, when they go borrow money from markets, markets figure out how credit worthy that government or that corporation is. Right. Yeah. And the less credit worthy they are, the more interest they have to pay for that loan. Same thing happens here with all of us. If we want to go get a credit card or we want to get an auto loan or we're going to get a mortgage is probably one of the most important loans we're going to get. Um, they're going to look at how creditworthy are you and that's going to be one of the big factors in helping determine the interest rate that you're going to pay yeah the
1: riskier the lender the higher the interest that you're going to pay
0: yeah so the 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 less <laughs> the less likely they think you are to pay the more interest they're going to make you pay every single time so that they they hopefully don't get burned that's how yeah. they look at it, it and it's right. sad right but it's it's the way that it works is if you are really creditworthy you get amazing deals. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you don't. Mm -hmm. So taking a few steps to make yourself be credit worthy, really worthwhile.
1: Yeah. Well, think about a mortgage. If you're going to go to apply for a mortgage and you could get an interest rate of 4% based on one credit score, maybe you could get an interest rate of 4.5% based on another credit score. That's huge. That half a percent is going to make a huge difference in terms of how much interest you pay over the life of your loan. So having a good credit score is really important as you go to do that. Absolutely. And so I think what, what this ultimately comes down to is understanding how is a credit score actually calculated so that people can understand what things should they be focusing on to make sure they have the highest score possible.
0: I think that's a great, great place to start. So, you know, credit scores don't come out of just thin air. Um, They come from our credit reports, which we'll probably dive into a credit report in a different episode, not today. But there are three places where you can typically find a score or three credit reporting agencies that you can see scores from. Um, And then oftentimes, if you go on your Maybe you go, if you have a credit card like through Amex or Discover or even banks now, um, if you have, they'll let you see what your FICO score is or your credit score. If they're kind of interchangeable as far as terms. Um, the three credit agencies that kind of control all this data are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Um, some of them have even had data breaches in the past, right? Equifax, mm-hmm. storing, holding all that data. Good for them. Um, all of our data is never, never protected. So we'll probably even do another episode on um, credit monitoring and credit freezing. Um, but for today, let's just focus on a credit score. Uh-huh. So, um, James, what, what kind of range of a credit score can I have? Yeah, you can have a range. Uh, so
1: 300 is the lowest. Okay. And 850 is the highest. All right. So obviously the higher, the better, the higher, the higher your score, um, the more favorably lenders are going to look at you when you're applying for a loan. Okay. So if we want to look at it, if you have a score of 700 or 720 and above, mm-hmm. that's generally considered an excellent credit score. Yep. So you're going to be able to get the best, the best rates on whatever loan you qualify for for the most yeah. part.
0: And I, I pulled these, I put these notes together for today for the numbers we're using Numbers can vary depending upon like what company website you're looking at and things like that. Like Credit Karma, I think's excellent. Seven fifty and above, seven twenty and above's pretty damn good. It's good. Um, yeah. Um, so then, good credit would be kind of like six ninety to seven twenty, mm-hmm. and then fair would probably be like six thirty to six eighty nine. Mm-hmm. And then if you're below six thirty, your credit's going to be considered bad. Bad.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So what can we do? So if we
1: know 720 and above is excellent, mm-hmm. again, based upon Scott, Scott's uh, yeah. Scott's rules based, of life here, 720 quick, and above is excellent, <laughs> mm-hmm. what can we do? So let's start, how is that score calculated? Is it just, is it a random number? Like how how do how does Equifax or TransUnion, how do they base uh, your score on? What do they base it on?
0: Yep. So there's different factors that they use to, to base our score on, and um, some of them have more weight to them than others. So why don't we go big picture over what they are yeah. and we can maybe talk to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first, probably the most important thing, uh, really, unbelievably, if you get credit from someone and borrow money from someone, the first thing they care about is, have you ever done that before? And did you make the payments? They, On time. Yes. <laughs> they, they look at your payment history to see like, can you handle having credit? probably the biggest impact right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, and, and this is payment
1: history specifically. Like, you know, if you have a, a credit card statement, but balances due, or the mm-hmm. statement balance is due on the 15th, are you paying that balance by the 15th of that month? Right. As opposed to, um, if you pay it, but you're a month late, it's going to count against this. So making Correct. sure that you're paying on time is the biggest thing they're looking for.
0: Yes. Timely payment. Can you, can you handle that? Right. Mm-hmm. It just shows you're an adult. You got it handled. Mm-hmm. Um, the next big thing is something called credit utilization. and so the way that i think about that is james if if you're just turned 21 and i bring you a bottle of vodka how much of that bottle of vodka are you going well, to drink? when responsible adult i'm going
1: to probably have a well, I don't like vodka,
0: yeah. so I'm gonna say none of it. Let's say you like whiskey. <laughs> okay. How much of that whiskey are you gonna drink? right? As a 20 year old, one year old, probably too much. Probably the whole bottle, right? So it's like, so it's like with your friends. So it's like, are you really worthy of me giving you access to this? Eh, I don't know if I trust you. Um, so what they, what they, what we're really, all jokes aside, what we're getting at there is, is like, can you handle having access to this credit? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna just go run it all up and use it all, and then just go make minimum payments? Payment history is going to look great. Credit utilization is going to be really bad because credit utilization is just a percentage number. And let's just pretend you have $10,000 available on a credit card. Yeah. Well, if you keep it at like month to month, $3,000 or less, 30% or less, ideally you keep it to $1,000 or less of credit open on that card, um, they're going to think you're amazing. Um, and
1: where do you get those numbers from? Those are just percentages of the percentages credit you have available, of the, right? Of the
0: credit available. Yeah, right. exactly. So if instead you go run up and use all of your credit available, like that's not you're not you're not showing that you're very credit worthy mm-hmm. there, are you? Like mm-hmm. you're using all of it and then you're going, Oh, I'll just make the minimum payment and it'll eventually pay it off.
1: Yeah, you're not showing that you're worthy and also if some emergency comes up and you do have need for more credit. Like the bank's going to see that you don't really have much more margin left. Like you're using everything you've got. Uh, You're kind of living on the edge a bit, which presents a risk to you, but it also presents a risk to the people lending money to you.
0: Yep. Absolutely. So and and then hopefully we you go back and listen to our episode on uh, emergency funds and you have one of those, right? So you don't so you don't ever so need to go use credit cards in <laughs> a in a pinch, right? Um, but so credit utilization, how much do I use? Do I use it regularly? Am I using it responsibly? Yes. Really big impact for your credit score.
1: And as you mentioned, the big takeaway there is ideally you have thirty percent or less. Um, and in, in even in extremely ideal situations, ten percent and less is is best.
0: Yep. Yep. And that's for across balances, but also for individual cards too, right? Mhm. So, so you got to keep keep that in mind. Yeah. Um so the other thing that has a high impact would be derogatory marks, which would be things like Late payments. Yeah. Or no payments. Yeah. <laughs> right? And these are big ones because there's so many
1: people that they're so good at making payments on time, but there's that stupid little $30 payment they missed because they just lost track of it and they never paid it. Mm-hmm. And even though it might be a tiny payment, like that, that's a derogatory mark. And that's going to count against your credit score, yep. even if it was something that you paid in full later, but you just forgot about it. So yeah. making sure that you're staying on top of the stuff is big. Because even if you're making all of your payments, but miss a tiny one and it just goes un, undiscovered for a while, that'll knock you. And like right. that's going to come into play when you're looking to get a mortgage or when you're going to to apply for another loan. So make sure you're on top of that.
0: Yeah, which is why we'll definitely do an episode on um, monitoring credit, perhaps freezing credit as well. Just to be a pr- different levels of protection for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've seen it more than one on more than one occasion where you know somebody went to. Um, a dentist, they thought insurance covered it, they didn't, they moved, and all of a sudden they go check their credit report and they have this collection for like, you know, $120 yeah. and it's four years old. Yeah. And they go dig into what it is and it's, oh, I went to a dentist four years ago and clearly that bill somehow missed me.
1: Yeah. You know? And again, these credit companies—they don't know you as a person. Like, they're not looking at the fact. Oh, Scott, that was an honest mistake. You just missed that bill. It's Scott, you missed a payment, and and this is there's an algorithm to this, and that's knocking you.
0: Exactly. So so getting getting an idea of what you have open and figuring it out is helpful. Um, you know, so those are the three big ones. Oh, sorry. Do you want to say more on that? No, that's great. Those are the three big ones. And then why don't we go to like the 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 lesser ones? Yeah. So so far, again, the three big ones are payment history. Are
1: you making your payments on time? Credit utilization. Are you using uh, your credit responsibly, not using all of it? And then three derogatory marks, which Mm -hmm. we just covered. Um, Something that also has an impact, but not quite the same impact, called a medium impact, is credit age. You want to explain
0: what credit age means? Yeah, just how long have you had credit, right? Very easy. So really hard to have a really good to have this be really helpful to you when you're just starting out. Yeah. Right? Cuz you need time mm-hmm. to to have things open. Mm-hmm. Um but as time moves forward, that will help you. Yeah. Yeah. Re- relatively simple. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah, pretty straightforward there. Um and then some other things that have an impact but maybe not so much. So total accounts is one.
0: Mhm. The
1: lender's going to say, "Okay, Scott, if all you've ever had is a credit card, but you've never had a mortgage or maybe a, lo- a car loan or any of these other types of loans, um it's not going to kill your credit score, but it's, it might might detract from it a little bit. Yep. So when they can see that you've been responsible with different types of loans and been responsible paying different types of loans off, um, that's going to help your credit score a little bit.
0: Yes. And then the final one is one that I think people are often fearful of, hard inquiries. Do you want to explain what a hard inquiry is? A hard inquiry is if you go and apply for a credit card or like
1: if, if they're actually running your yep. credit score to see can you... Are, are you eligible for this type of a loan?
0: Yeah. People will think of it as like, they're going to go pull my credit, right? Mm-hmm. They're actually going to go reach into that credit card agency and say, James is applying for a car loan, or James mm-hmm. is applying for a mortgage, or James is applying for a credit card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think like they've heard, oh, that brings down your score. It might bring you down a little, but it's not going to bring you down a lot. It's It has a low impact. And the reason it's an impact at all is because
1: if a, if a loan company is saying, why is James always applying for new loans? Like, is James in financial trouble? Right. Like, if there's tons of hard inquiries, it means that I'm probably always trying to get some type of a loan to make ends meet. Yeah. If you have one or two every couple of years or so, that's no big deal. They're not going to knock you for that. Yes. But it's when you have like excessive inquiries.
0: If you're applying for a, maybe refinancing a mortgage mm-hmm. and you go apply to two different companies so you can get the best rates, hopefully, you know, listen to the should you refi a mortgage episode mm-hmm. because you should definitely battle mortgage companies against each other if you can while you're going through that process. You may need to apply with both of them. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily going to have a dramatic impact on your credit. Right. It's a low impact thing doing a hard inquiry.
1: Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, what are some common myths? I know there's a couple of myths that we talked about before the show that, that people believe about their credit score that aren't true. This- yeah, so I think
0: one of them is the concept of, oh, I can't, let it, I can't apply for anything. It'll hurt my credit, mm-hmm. right? That's definitely one of them, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think another is um, I need to carry a balance on my credit card mm-hmm. for over, from month to month to improve my credit score. That is not how it works. Yeah right like like yeah credit card companies want you to carry a balance so you pay an interest rate to them they love <laughs> they love customers who do this but if you james if you um, go get your you go pay all of your bills every month with the credit card and then the statement arrives and you pay off the statement in full before it's due you're charged no interest mm-hmm. right then you're just using it to make transactions happen which is helping you build credit mm-hmm. So the ideal scenario for someone who's trying to build their credit, in my opinion, let me know if you feel any differently, um, if, if any, is if you, really, if you need to be really, really mindful of it, which honestly I think most of us could be more mindful of how we use credit. But if you want to be really mindful of it, only use credit cards to pay for things that you automatically know you have to pay for mm-hmm. anyway. hmm And you're allowed to use a credit card to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So like your cell phone bill, your uh, cable bill, you know, anything that you're allowed to make a payment for a credit card for. I want to be very clear here that you don't pay the transaction fee Mm -hmm. for the credit card. Mm -hmm. Right. Paying a two or three percent transaction fee to get one percent back of points is not a good thing for you. You lose money there. Yeah. But if you can do that, um, that's ideal because then you just go, you make these payments. You're using a low credit utilization more than likely relative to the amount of credit. I'm good to go.
1: yeah. oh, i I agree. I agree. I think so many people they they to your point when you first start talking about that, um, in in their view, getting a bunch of credit cards and starting to run up balances and just making minimum payments is the best way to build credit very quickly. It's not, it's, no. if, you're, if you, the payment history part of your credit score might be great if you're able to make those payments on time, Yep. but the credit utilization part, like you just talked about, it's going to be terrible because yes. if you're fully maxed out on these cards, even if you're paying them on time, that's not going to help your credit score. Um, and I like what you just said. Yeah. I, I think that's very true. Like me personally, me and my wife personally, we hardly ever use credit cards. Like most of the time our credit utilization is zero Yeah. and we still have a very cr- high credit score. Right. So it's 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 not like you have to constantly use credit cards in order to um to keep or maintain some type of credit score. You know, if you don't use anything, if you don't have a mortgage or a credit card or yeah. a car loan for a long time,
0: well, you you clearly you have to have a history, right? Right. Yeah. Right. You have to. If that so, history
1: di- disappears after a while because it's been two, three, four years of using nothing, yeah, your your score is going to go away. But if you can be selective with what you're using those those loans for um like if we take a trip you know we might save up in cash use a credit card to actually purchase the tickets book the stuff and then pay it off love it well great like we that's what it's for the loans there like the the history is there um but we're not running up balances at all and we still have a perfectly a, a, a very good score so you don't need to have a balance to actually have a very good credit score
0: yep absolutely love that concept um any other myth i think that's
1: the big one that's the big one is people think you have to have a balance you have to spend a lot spending a lot doesn't actually help your credit score at all like the more transactions you have doesn't necessarily result in a higher credit score yep Uh, but any other myths that you well i think the
0: other one that uh, it's not really a myth for credit cards well it kind it ties into cash flow and credit cards is you'll have people who go like "Ah, i really want to use a credit card because i get the points yeah right Um, and, and my thing with that is like, if, if you, at the end of the month, like, let's say that if, if you forever, typically a points, let's just be generous and say you get 2% back on everything that you spend, which is not normal, is normally 1%. Yeah. If that, right. Um, if, if people will go like, well, I want the points, I want the points. And then the thing is like, if, if you end up making it so that you're using credit, maybe you still can pay it off at the end of the month to go fully pay it off. And you feel like I'm doing great. Well, if you're not hitting all the other goals that you have for yourself, you're, you could easily be overspending and not thinking about it. Yeah. Because it's easy to spend on a credit card. It's easy to walk in, pay for stuff at the end of the month, pay off the bill, and don't really pay attention to what you spend money on, right? Mm-hmm. It's really easy to do. But if we do that, for every point that you're getting, right, I have to spend $100 to earn one. Yeah. Well, if instead I just don't spend the 100 I'm ninety nine dollars, <laughs>
1: ninety nine points ahead,
0: right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So like, I think that's something that I feel people need to be mindful of. For younger people, um, I was actually talking with a, a client the other day about their their um, child establishing credit, and she'd already had the conversation with them, which was I thought was so great of pay set up to pay your your cell phone bill, but never take the credit card out with you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so just building really? in the framework of do yes. not go use it for things that are not 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 intended for, which I thought was really really smart.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. The f- frequency of payment using a credit card there's, it doesn't like there's no category of your credit score calculation that involves frequency of payment. It's no. just how much credit do you have? Are you making payments on time? And make sure you have no derogatory mar- remarks. Yep. Um, remarks. Yep. Um, awesome. So I think that covers the myths. Any- anything else? Or you want to do a quick recap of? What no I, th- I
0: think that's it you know um when we we're i was looking over the you know places for people can go to find their credit score um their banks obviously if they already bank somewhere there might be a place we can cook like my fico score and go see yeah. what it is um credit karma is free they will try to sell you stuff but other than like emails coming to your inbox they don't actually they're not predators um they're there to help you which is kind of cool um I think those are good places to go check it out. You know, if you do have derogatory marks, I think we'll do a different episode maybe on a credit report and what it is and why it matters. But if you do go find them, um, you know, if you, if you have a collection, you know, like, um, debt collectors have to have proof that, um, that their info is accurate. So if you see anything that's not accurate, you can challenge it. Mm. Know that. Um, and then, um, yeah i think i think that's kind of a good one and then knowing if you do see something on your derogatory marks know that they can be on there for seven to ten years so if you're at like year nine and nine months you may just want to let it go fall off mm-hmm. but if it's uh younger than that you might want to go pay attention to yeah it. so if you it's you like a bankruptcy
1: or a short sale like the, yeah, that yeah that falls off at some point so yeah. when you're applying for something keep that in mind that that might not be on your history forever yeah uh, if you just wait a little bit
0: yeah, but I, ho- I hope this is helpful. And, you know, the thing is, mo- some people. Uh, I guess one thing is people will be overly excited about high, how high their credit score is, right? Mm-hmm. Like once you're over into that gr- excellent category, cool, but who cares, <laughs> right? Like you're going to get the best rates now, so, yeah. so you're, you're doing okay. You don't need to try to attain an 850. Um, you just need to be in that good, hopefully excellent range so you get the best rates possible when you need credit. Yeah, grade Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you for listening to episode
1: number 29 of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our show. We release a new episode every Wednesday morning. And by subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified. And if you haven't done already, also please leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review if you're enjoying our show. It would help more people find us. And we really enjoy seeing what you all think. If you have a question or if you're looking for the show notes from today's episode, please head over to our website at realpersonalfinance.co. And while you're there, you can also leave your very own question for us to answer on a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.